You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. All right, welcome everyone to today's podcast. I'm really excited to be interviewing Angela Henderson from Angela Henderson Consulting. I've actually been a part of Angela's program Profit Pillars for I think it's probably about six months now. Hey, Angela. Yeah, I think yeah, six months, give or take. Yeah. It feels. I, mean, I feel like I've known you much longer than that. But yeah, in regards to you being in the coaching program, yeah, I think about six months. Yeah, yeah. And um, when I first started my podcast, Angela was so supportive, which was amazing. And you know, we talked about her coming on my podcast and I was like, yes, I would absolutely love you to do that because I just know how much value Ange has to share with the world and particularly the business community. And when coming up with a topic for us to talk about, one of the things that I was really drawn to was the topic of human to human marketing, because one of the reasons I chose Ange and her program and community was the fact that she connects so well with her audience. And like, I felt like I knew you before I decided to join to join your community and join your program. And I feel like sometimes it gets lost, human to human marketing sometimes, and I'm really passionate about it. So I know it's a passion we both share. So I was really excited to get Ange on to talk to you guys about it. So I'm going to stop waffling on now and I'd love, Ange, for you to introduce yourself, uh, what you do, and tell us a little bit about you and your family. Yeah, cool. Well, for those of you that don't know me, you, I mean, first off, I'm a super proud Canadian, like really, really proud Canadian. And I always say, you know, what's not to love when you've got curling, this amazing Tim Hortons, best donuts ever, great hockey, and of course, Pamela Anderson. So I am a super proud Canadian. I also love eating Nutella from the jar. I eat it like that shit day and night. I absolutely love it. And the third thing is I love the color pink with a splash of glitter. You can't go wrong. So, I mean, I know those aren't business related, but those are, you know, three kind of primary facts. Uh, Let's see. I started my first business almost a decade ago called Finley and Me, where it was an e-commerce platform focusing on creating childhood memories through play, love, and travel. At one stage, we had 1,400 different products uh, from educational toys and a variety of other, you know, baby toys, et cetera. But I also then was like, look, if we hit a recession, what's going to go down? And so I started blogging for my community. And from that, I became one of Australia's leading influencers. I was signed with Netflix as one of their top 30 bloggers here in Australia and New Zealand. I work with companies like Woolworths, Coles, and a variety of other national and international brands, which was super fun. And from the Finley and Me side, Stace, I then moved into, I, well, I didn't move into right away. I didn't actually know I was going to start Angela Henderson Consulting. But it was when by looking at my calendar and kind of driving home on my last calendar invite that I had is over a couple of months, I had about 1400 different coffee dates, quote unquote, where people wanted to pick my brain. And at that stage, I was a bit naive about the whole picking of your brain in these coffee dates. But again, in my good nature, I'm a big giver. I would drive 30 minutes to meet someone for coffee. I don't even drink coffee. I would then pay for my own Diet Coke. And then I would drive 30 minutes back. So it was about two hours. And I also an dawn on me as I was driving home one day, I've had 14 coffees. If I would have charged these people for my expertise, I could have a secondary business. So I thought, well, this could be cool. And, I'm, and I felt confident that I would be okay, okay at it. 
So I just started you know, offering discovery calls and this and we test the waters. And now I'm an international award-winning business consultant, uh, international speaker and podcaster. And I work specifically with women in business to focus on developing their strategic framework strategy um, and systems they need in order to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. So yeah, so that's kind of, you know, me in a nutshell. Yeah, that's cool. And I actually lived in Canada when I was 20, like age 20 to 21. And when I realized you were Canadian, I was like, oh my God, I miss Tim Hortons. Like, <laughs> I know it's just like <laughs> such a fun. small thing, but it was like, it was, uh, it, I was like, yeah, this chick's really cool. Like, uh, you know, I do miss, I do miss Canada. I haven't been back, but I plan to take the kids there when they're a little bit older so they can definitely really appreciate it. You know, yes. Canada's awesome. Yeah, it really is. So yeah, thanks for sharing that journey. So when we get into the topic of human to human marketing, I guess I'd just love you to share, I guess a little bit about what it is for those that don't know what it is and why you're so passionate about it. Sure. Yeah. So let's start off with, I think there's a lot of businesses that are probably listening that are either, you know, B2B business to business or B2C, you know, that business to consumer. And that's all well and good, but there's an element that I think both of those businesses are missing. And that's the human to human marketing element, which is, you know, short the H to H or some people will also call it a P to P, which is person to person. So you might hear those kind of words intertwined depending on what country you're living in, et cetera. But to me, human to human marketing really is this. It pertains to the experience and interaction one faces with a particular brand. Again, that experience and interaction one faces with a particular brand. And you've got to really able to blend both of these. An example that I'll give is when I was pregnant with Finley, so he is now 10, so obviously 11 years ago, there was this beautiful restaurant called Tognini's in Milton, uh, Australia, which is a suburb of Brisbane. And I would go there and every single day, for the first beginning anyways, I, literally every day, I would get a blueberry muffin or a raspberry muffin. They're like as big as your hand, the top of the muffin, and they're super crunchy, delightful. And as a pregnant woman with cravings, it was exactly what I needed. And as I started to go more and more regularly, they then started to know, call me by name. They would start to ask how the pregnancy was going. And then obviously long came along Finley, and then they took great notice in that. And again, it was the experience I had every time I went there, but also equally the human interaction that I was having with them. They took time to know me. I was no longer just a transaction for them. I wasn't just a number. And I'm sorry to say, but there are so many damn businesses out there that all they're worried about is the transaction. Now, hear me out. I'm not saying that you don't need to make money, Stace, or I don't need to make money, but you don't need to be a complete douchebag about it. You don't need to be solely treating them as a number because I believe the old will become the new again. And I'm not saying that we're going to go back to the yellow pages and things like that, but I believe people, especially in first world countries and a lot of the data and research that is coming out is we are at the loneliest we have ever been. And they reckon within the next five to 10 years, the number one cause of death is not going to be heart attacks, et cetera. It's going to be loneliness. Because more and more people are having a disconnect, even though we're, we're more connected than we can ever be from a technology point of view. And so human to human marketing, I believe is going to have to, well, I don't believe it's going to have to be in people's overall business strategies, because it's going to partly play in your unique point of difference. Like you talked about, I believe it is one of my strongest points. I believe it is a unique point of difference. And yeah, and I can share some of those examples later, but to, you know, wrap that up, human to human marketing pertains to the experience and interaction one faces with a particular brand. Yeah. I love that. And it's so true. Like I always say, 
we're so connected, but we're so disconnected mm-hmm. in society at the moment. And it's a problem, in, like it's a multifaceted problem, you know, in many different parts of, of communities, you know. We were just talking about, you know, how it affects our kids and that before we started recording. So, yes, you know, it definitely is, um, you know, it's a, it's a big thing. And I know for me coming from a corporate environment where you literally were just a number mm-hmm. and you're in that big that big world with lots and lots of people and you literally are just a number and you get treated like a number, it doesn't feel great. So I think that, well, I, in my personal opinion, like small business owners have the ability particularly to connect on such deep, a deep level with their audience and human-to-human marketing can really, really definitely help them with that. So I guess what do you see are the key benefits to human-to-human marketing for business owners? Yes, I think, you know, for human-to-human marketing, what we need to also look at is that, you know, there's three core reasons why I believe businesses need H-to-H marketing. One, all right, is, you know, this is a study that is going to probably knock the socks off some of your listeners, but really this is what they found. Most recent studies have concluded that your customers are human, you know, so... (laughs) You know, this is so why obvious. you know this is why you need to be thinking about what human to human is, and I guess I'm I'm talking about the why you need it, and then we can talk about the benefits on kind of the tenfold of that. But you need you know you really need it because again, your clients okay are human. The number one reason why you need it, in my opinion, is you must stand out and be the purple cow. There's this amazing book, literally called The Purple Cow by Seth Godin, and he talks about as him and his family were driving along um, the countryside of France there's this beautiful zooming scenery and then all of a sudden these beautiful cows, they were black cows, white cows, they were beautiful. And they were so intrigued by these cows and just how they fit perfectly within the scenery. But after five minutes and 10 minutes, those cows just become ordinary cows, everything. And they became boring, boring cows. But could you imagine if you were a purple cow, one purple cow in the midst of all of those other cows? Now that would be interesting that purple cow would make you be that unique point of difference. And in a time where there's so much noise is on the internet, there are so many social media coaches, so many business coaches, so many SEO people, so many, so many, so many, you must stand out and be the purple cow. So there's a reason what number two, why you need H-to-H marketing. And reason number three, why you need H-to-H marketing is that emotional motivators drive consumer behavior. And when you drive consumer behavior for a business, you ultimately are going to see the sales. So I can't emphasize enough about the importance of why you need H to H, but the benefits of H to H are you build, again, you become unique, you build your credibility in your space, you build the authority and trust with people. And last year in Australia, actually on February 6, 2019, there was a uh, study released here where they talked about Australia's trust factor. Now, I know not all of your listeners will be from Australia, but those that are, I think this is super important to still you know, think about 26% of Australians in the study trust social media compared to the global average of 44%. Alongside France, Australia is the least trusting country globally when it comes to social media. And since so many of our businesses are on social media and you need to be able to build that trust and that credibility and that authority in order to bring them on the buyer's journey. For those in Australia, that buyer's journey is going to be so much more longer because again, we are alongside France, the least trusting country. So again, I can't emphasize enough the importance of why you need to bring that H to H 
into your business. Also remember, conversation equals conversion. So when you bring human to human in and you're having actually conversations with people, all right, interacting actually with people, all right, maybe even having to pick up the phone, God forbid, conversations equal conversions. And a quote that I love, it says, it goes something like, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Again, human-to-human marketing is going to allow those people, just like I experienced at that coffee shop here in Milton when I was inhaling, you know, muffins as I was pregnant and post-pregnancy, still, you know, going on 10 years ago, there weekly, is again, it's the way they made them feel, but they will never forget how they made them feel. So again, these are the benefits and really the core why you need this in your business. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And it's something I say a lot too is that, you know, people they buy with emotion and justify it later. Mm-hmm. That's why women have wardrobes full of clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100%. We always buy an emotion first and then justify it later. I did it at Coles last night with, you know, when I went to get some stuff for dinner with the kids and they're like looking at me with these big, big blue eyes with this particular ice cream they wanted. And it was like, we didn't really need to buy it, but you know, I got sucked in. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I bought with emotion. <laughs> I justified it later. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. So just to clarify, because I know like there's a lot of talk in the marketing world about personal branding mm-hmm. and personal branded content. So let's clarify, is H2H marketing video and posting pictures of yourself or is it other ways of showing up and creating that human connection? Because I know a lot of people are camera shy and getting in front of the camera or sharing themselves is really, really hard. But H2H is more than that. Right. 100%. I think, you know, obviously video plays a huge, you know, indicator in regards to being able to connect with your audience and not everyone, do you know what I mean, feels comfortable doing that and that's okay. But different ways that I have used HH marketing to increase, you know, my visibility, my reach, my trust, my authority is I still, regardless of it's video or not in my Facebook communities, I'm still showing up on a consistent basis. All right, I'm still going in there commenting on people's stuff. Now, granted, I also have Katie, uh, who is my VA at the moment, and she goes in there too. So for us, it's about, again, remember, it doesn't have to be you. It's about your brand creating that experience and interaction. All right. So it's your, so if Katie, who is part of my business and part of my brand is equally in my Facebook group, commenting, bringing that energy. I mean, that goes back also to, I guess, if we take a step back is what my core values are in my business. Right. And we infuse those core values in, all right, our human to human marketing. So I show up in groups. I also hop on my own sales calls, all right? At this point, all of the sales calls have been done by me. We're looking at switching that, but I'll still have a touch point at the end because this is the point. You don't go into Mercedes and you don't go into BMW or any car, all right? We're in the middle of actually looking at buying a car this week and you don't go ask any questions. You don't go in there and just like wrap up that $20,000 car don't want to know any of the perks, don't want to know what it looks like on the inside, don't want to test drive it. You don't. You test drive. So I show up when so many other people are outsourcing things to huge teams and agencies. There's a, there is, again, let me caveat, there's always space to bring on teams in that, but you still want to have a presence in showing up and being human to human. Again, your team can be the one that does it as long as it's the experience and interaction. 
I also send out personalized gifts to each of my VIP clients and each of my uh, 12-week coaching clients and also my mastermind clients. And what we do is, is instead of me sending branded material that they probably have no emotional connection to and throwing away, we create these... Um, plaques that people get and it's got like their business name on it the year that it was established again it, that whole process is automated but we've done it from a point that we put in the experience and interaction at the forefront of how we can humanize this for again to make sure that our customers you know mean feel loved and cherished and also um i ring all of my new coaching clients and uh, yeah, whether or not that's my one-to-one obviously or my mastermind or whether or not that is my group coaching clients because, you know, people freak out. God forbid you get on the phone. But when I was on my way to the Maldives for a mastermind, I just used Skype credit. I had a like five or six hour layover in Singapore and I just simply picked up the phone and called. Now this is a kicker. People are going to probably out there, oh, that's going to take so much time and I don't have time. Wow, wow. The reality of it is those most people aren't even going to pick up the phone. Because they're going to see a random number and they're going to go, oh, random number, send a voicemail, right? So of the, I can't remember, I think it was 10 or 12 people that had come on that first round of my Profit Pillows group coaching program was, is only two answered that phone, their phone when I was there. One person was like, what the heck, freaked out. The second person was like, no, 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 this, pot, this can't pot, you know, this is an end. She's on her way to the Maldives. She's already told us. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm in Singapore. It's all my, like, it's me. And they freaked out. I've had other women, do you know what I mean? Like going, oh my God, it's you. Like literally pulling over on the side of the road, right? Going, oh my God, oh my God, I heard it was you. It's You sound exactly like you do from your podcast. I couldn't believe it's you. Like they just are, and again, that's me being the purple cow. I'm being different to what everyone else is doing. With my four-day, three-night, you know, women in business retreat, I blocked out three hours and I called every single person on that retreat two weeks out to retreat to make sure that they felt safe comfortable, that they knew the expectations, if they had any questions. Again, I'd say 80% didn't even answer the phones. Okay. So these are just ways of how I blend human to human marketing into my overall strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just at that acquisition phase, like you're doing it acquisition, you know, in the conversion phase and afterwards too, as client care. So it's, 100%. it's got, you know, it's, it's got benefits and a, and a place in so many different levels. And I think going back to how you say people are, you know, oh my God, scared to pick up the phone. It, I see, I find that so funny because, you know, when I grew up in my, you know, corporate life, and I've said this before on podcasts and, you know, heaps of content that, you know, I had to sell to people before we even had email in, cause I used to work in a bank in our branches. We used to do everything on voicemail. Like you'd have to pick up the phone, ring somebody, you know, you need to come in and see us because we need, we can help you with this. Uh-huh. Everything was talking directly to a person. And, you know, as, as you said before, we've become so disconnected. It's yes, it might take time, but like you said, that the, in the, what was it? The conversation, conversation is conversion. Mm-hmm. 100%. If you think about also, I'll talk a little bit about like the traditional sales process, kind of like what you were talking about there though, right? But back in the traditional sales process and even what a lot of people are still doing today, okay, is they've got a prospect, they qualify someone, they present or overcome objections, 
they close, they might follow up if we're lucky these days, and they might provide some customer service, do you know what I mean, post-event. That's kind of the traditional sales process. But there's a beautiful book called The Go-Givers, and these guys are absolute legends, Bob Berg and John David Mann. I've read this book countless times because it's such a powerful book. But what they talk about, and they're all about human to human, right, is they talk about that when you create value, so this is their sales process, is that when you create value, you touch people's lives. And when you touch people's lives, you build networks. And when you build networks, you are real, you stay open. And because of this, you are profitable. My first two years consulting, I ran zero ads, did anything, but I still, do you know what I mean, just hit under that $200,000 mark. Because again, I was active in my Facebook communities. I picked up the phone and I called people. I personalized, do you know what I mean, gifts for people. Like it didn't take much more, but I was still, do you know what I mean, successful with the second business. And the other thing that they talk about in the Go-Givers books, what I think is super important, and it goes really ties nicely with the human-to-human element, is the five laws of stratospheric success. And they talk about the law of value. Again, I really believe that a lot of people are missing some of these, all right? And the law of value, your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. The law of compensation, your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. Again, that human to human, not treating them like numbers. The law of influence, your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. What are you actually creating for people that is going to change their lives and help them on their business journey versus just going, how quickly can I get this sales page up and get sales in? The the law of authenticity, the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. People are forgetting to include themselves. They are forgetting within that brand to create those experiences and interactions. They're removing themselves when they should be infusing themselves or their people, their team. And the law of receptivity, the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. So what I can say is, again, the, the human to human, it was there, do you know what I mean? 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, way before technology came in place. And again, I, can, I cannot emphasize that I truly believe that the old will become the new again because people are longing for connection. They're longing for humanness. And if you can incorporate that now, you know, you, uh, you're not going to get left behind because I truly believe HH marketing is here to stay. And again, if you don't find ways to validate your customers, to make them feel special and validate, you will lose them to a company that does. Oh, 100%. And, um, to go back, you meant you were talking about, you know, people follow up maybe or they do a little bit of customer care and there seems to be, there's a lot of focus on acquisition out there in the market these days and acquiring a new customer, getting that sale that I, I feel that, you know, having that H2H in your follow-ups and in your client care is, it's just as important because that could turn into a referral. Well, a referral, but also yeah. like, a happy but, I mean, they think more money to get a new client than to, you know, to keep one. Exactly right. And that's what people forget is that if you've got a really strong ecosystem, and that's a whole nother podcast topic, but if you've got a strong ecosystem where you're, you know, also nurturing people still human to human, you treat them kindly and politely. So many of my people will start off in my group coaching program and and or my one-to-one and now they're in my mastermind right because they still want to be involved in my community or someone will join my 12-month group coaching program and then they'll, they'll buy a ticket to the retreat 
So what I'm saying is, is like that you've got, if you look at your lifetime value of a customer by treating them like human beings and not numbers, they will continue to buy from you from different layers in your business. All right. So again, conversations equal conversions. Yeah. Cool. So can you give some examples of how a product base versus a service base can use H to H because it, it, the, there are different touch points there. Mm-hmm, yep. So one of uh, one and then another one's about to start implementing, for example, is they didn't have a high budget to start this, but what was happening is, is everything was automated. So as soon as they went from like brought the product online, they then would say your product's been dispatched, etc., And then they would do a follow-up email, but everything was automated. It still felt very disconnected. All right. So what we have then started to do with this other business is they will set time aside. All right. So again, we're talking about like there can be still, let's just say, I'm not talking about thousands of orders going out. Okay. So let's be very clear about that. But they've got, uh, they put about three hours aside a week and they space that out throughout their day. Um, so it could be either 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, or 20 minutes here, 20 minutes here, but they will pick up the phone or their team will pick up the phone to call and see how, you know, did they get their product? How are they liking the product, et cetera? And some of the reports back that we've got from this is that they're like going, oh my God, you picked up the phone to ask us if we got it. You picked up the phone to ask us how we liked it. That never happens anymore. No, you know, so they get the email, but you get an email from everyone, right? It's just another email like, hi, your parcels arrived. Please leave us a testimonial, you know, go leave us a review, right? And how many people do it? Some people do, but not everyone does. So by picking up the phone and then asking them like, hey, did you you get it? Are you happy with it? You know, what else can we do differently? You're also surveying your audience to do things better. You're getting to understand what they might buy or where they're at in regards to, oh yeah, I bought that from my granddaughter. So then you're like, okay, well, if all of a sudden you've got an influx of grandparents buying, then you, your, you know, your content marketing might be different. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a knock-on effect day. So that's one example that we've been, you know, uh, utilizing some of the product-based businesses to start doing. Um, now, obviously, if you're at scale where you're getting like thousands and thousands and thousands of orders, again, people will come back and say, I don't, you know, I can't afford to have someone do that. Again, most people don't pick up their phones, people. Okay. So just leaving, like it literally would take someone on a team. Hey, this is Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting. We just wanted to check in to make sure that you were your product received from us today. And if you had any other questions, feel free to give us an email back or call us here. You don't even have to say call us back, right? But it's just, and people go, damn, again, you've left a memory. You're the purple cow. You're sticking out. And again, people will come back to that because again, the experience and interaction they face with you is far greater. Um, And again, it doesn't have to be you as the business owner calling. You could have your staff, do you know what I mean? Which might be $20 an hour, $15 an hour. I don't know, depending on what country you're living in. But can you imagine if they are able to call 20, 30 people an hour because most people aren't even answering their phone? And they do that for one day, but think about your return on investment, split test it, right? If you don't see a great return on investment, that's one thing. But also remember, like I said, it's not just about that. You can ask for a testimonial on the phone. You can ask for that review. You can survey them for do you know what I mean next production round. There's so much to come from up. So that's one example that we also incorporate with product-based businesses. Yeah, cool. I love that. And what about service-based businesses? Service-based businesses? What else? Could, I mean, I'm just trying to think what else are some of my guys doing? Ah, oh, Bonjourno as a video tool that you can utilize to send a video to people. Super easy. You just get on there. It's this video that will create it like, hi, this is Ange. Welcome to the you know program group. I personally don't do those because I'm calling people. 
but I do know people use that particular app and people absolutely lose their shit when they get a personalized video, like lose their brain. Yeah, uh, so I that's another app. Someone on one of your podcasts um, mentioned that app actually, and I wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I want to use myself, maybe. So yeah, so yeah, I think my my own coach James Shremko, I think yeah, because he uses it really, really well. So yeah, so it's like so easy, and you can literally do those. I call them incidental tasks, right? You could be literally at a grocery store, all right, standing in line because we know like the lines can take five, ten minutes sometimes to go through, and you could get through literally two to three videos done, and it's sent automatically, like boom, there you go. And so again, people I think think that it takes so much time and effort. But if you really think about, again, what the lifetime value of a client is, this is so much greater doing something like this than having to go and acquire another customer. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So yeah. Oh, and I also will say too, is I've noticed uh, some people in e-com with Facebook ads that once there's a touch point, they can also send, it's not personalized, but people feel like it's personalized, right? So they retarget people with ads, with a video, like talking about X, Y, and Z, right? And so I have seen some people starting to do that. So it's not like it's specifically for those that have bought, okay? So it is, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I've only seen it twice, but yeah, I think it, you know, if you've got a savvy Facebook manager who can then retarget and do things with checkout and pixels and things like that, there's a lot of cool things that you can do there too. But that's kind of like your next level, uh, to mean text there. Yeah, yeah, cool. Oh, absolutely. It's so dynamic what you can do with Facebook ads now. It's amazing. Yeah, totally. So I'd like to kind of pivot now and start talking about how you've used your Facebook group because you've got a really engaged Facebook group. And to those listeners, I'll put a link to Angela's group. It's called the Australian Business Collaborative. I do like trip on my words. So sometimes <laughs> I've said that and I've got kind of stumbled over it. Um, but I just want to talk about that for a minute because like you've said before, you show up consistently with your community. You're in there like every week, if not every day, sometimes like just asking questions, you know, putting thoughtful um, things into people's minds to get them to start thinking and interacting with the group and really create that human connection. You do like quick lives in there, you know, which is, and one of the things I love about your lives is it's just like, you think of something, you jump on live, you talk to people, you don't worry too much about having to have the perfect um, spot necessarily to do your live. You just jump on and do it. And it's really real and authentic, which is awesome. And I'm a huge fan of Facebook groups, particularly as an organic marketing method where, where it's appropriate for a business. Mm -hmm. So I just love you to share how, how that particularly has helped you build your connection. I mean, listen, I could talk about that for another whole podcast, right? Like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the connections are like, you know, crazy. And it's one of the things that I try really hard that if I start seeing certain people showing up, you know, well, I'll go back. No matter who's on there, I always try and belt, like say like, hey, Susie, hey, Stacey, hey, such and such, how are you? And then if I start to see them more regularly, I actually will go and do my homework. I'll go and see if they've commented in the Facebook group. I'll see if like, I'll go and look on their profile picture. So the next time I talk to them and see them on the live, I'll do something more personalized, more human for them. Again, some people are going to go, oh, gosh, that's really hard. You know, I can't do it. You've got choices to make in business, either do it or don't. But I choose to do it and the benefits have paid off substantially for me. So yeah, so I will, you know, that, but because I do that, I've had PMs from people and, you know, going, and, you know, you took the time to acknowledge me. 
Like you asked me how my kids were, you, you know, like I feel part of your community, right? And that's the whole thing. Again, it's the experience and interaction. I want anyone to touch point in that group. So whenever they join, we will do that like standardized welcome and then people can introduce themselves. But then again, when we're on lives, we acknowledge people, people's comments. We try and do it. It doesn't always work, but our kind of motto is, is no comment gets left behind or no post gets left behind. So it's either Katie or myself that will go in there to be like, Hey, that sounds like a really great offer. You know, have you thought of this or that's really great. Keep going or, you know, whatever it is. So we just want to have multiple touch points with people because again, we treat them like humans. First off, um, again, we're adding value like the Go-Giver book had talked about. And yeah, and be, we're having those conversations. And when there's conversations, there's conversions, you know, and again, predominantly mine are Aussies that are in that group. And I know what the data says, Aussies, you know, buy differently to the rest of the world. And so I need to have more touch points with them before they become a client. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, not everyone's going to have a Facebook group as part of their overall social media strategy, but we can, you know, even take it, take it a step back and take it even a bit simpler. Even just replying to people that take the time to comment on your social media content. Like when I'm talking about engagement with people, I'm like, well, first things first, are you actually replying to people when they take the time to comment? Because a lot of people don't and people love it when they get a personalized comment or reply back to what they've said. 100%. 100%. They, like, they absolutely, again, you're not just a number, right? You're not just yeah. another person out there that people are like, they feel valued. And you also have to think about branding. Every time you comment back, you're leaving, you know, a digital imprint, all right, in someone's brain. So the next time they need a business coach, the next time they need, you know, you to help with them with their socials, et cetera, they already kind of know who to go to. They're already filtering they're, because you're forefront in mind. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And even, and this is something I see a lot in Facebook groups is people have like a templated reply that someone will ask a question. They will then go and put a comment and you can see it's the same comment that they've cut and paste every single time someone mentions that particular industry. It could be a photographer, cake, doesn't matter who you are, but you can see that they've got a templated reply and it sometimes doesn't even really relate to what the person's asked So even taking the time in a Facebook group, if you're there to add value, put a personalized reply comment in there. Like if someone's asking for social media advice, I'll always be like, hey, here's a couple of tips with hashtags. If you want, if that's what they asked about, if you want to get in contact with me, this is what I do. That generates way more conversations and leads for me than if I just went, hey, I'm a social media coach. Here's my links, get in touch with me and just cut and paste it every single time. Yeah, same thing with DMs too, you know, over on Instagram is you can get people messaging or commenting on your stuff or, you know, like on an Instagram store or whatever, and that might not have their actual first name in the, do you mean business, like in the profile name. And so I will try, don't do it all the time, but like I would say 90% of the time, you know, if if I've got it, I will quickly just go over to their business page, try and find out what their name is. And then I will respond with, hey, do you know what I mean, Stacey? Uh, Thanks so much for commenting. How's your week going? So the fact that is even by going and taking literally when I do it, it like, it doesn't take long, right? It takes me two seconds, scroll the profile, click on a couple images, get to know them or their, you know, whatever the first two to three images can still tell me enough information that I can personalize a response. And it takes literally 15 to 20 seconds. But then again, I'm the purple cow. I'm forefront of mine and I've made them feel like a human being versus just like, Oh, thumbs up, happy face, you know, et cetera. 
And the ultimate ongoing revenue from that is that, I mean, you could send 30 blanket replies. Hey, thanks for commenting. Have a great day with nothing personalized on it. Some people may respond to that, you know, but you're going to get a better response if you take that extra 10 seconds to go, this is their name, you know, ask them a specific question. Yep. And I know too, like Jasmine Starr, who was I interviewing on my podcast was giving me a great example. Jasmine Starr, for those of you that don't know, is like this very famous Instagram person, a beautiful woman, has a great heart and soul, a photographer by trade, et cetera, et cetera, lovely lady. And people are like, yeah, you know, well, we get like hundreds and hundreds of DMs a day. How do you, like, how do you manage it? And she was like, can you give us advice? And she's like, I respond. And these people are like, no, 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 no. Like, you don't understand. We get hundreds. And she's like, no, I do understand because I get them every day. You respond. She's like, they're like, no, do you respond to the team? She's like, no, I respond. It's me. Outsource the other shit that is not going to build connections and bring in your ROI, whether or not that's short-term or long-term. I actually, just before this call, did an Instagram story called the biggest ROI activities for growing your business, right? Because outsource the ones that aren't, but keep the ones that are going to be creating value, both short and long-term. And you being the one that's responding to these people, it might not feel like the gain is there short, like right away. You might not see the ROI right away, but it's a long-term investment to your overall business. It's a long-term ROI that will, you will start to see payoff in dividends throughout your business, you know, journey. Yeah, definitely. So I guess to kind of just recap over what we've talked about, and we've covered a lot here when it comes to human to human marketing, but I guess like the key, you know, the key things are that, like you said, it, conversations equal conversion that we are become a disconnected society and particularly in Australia, you need more touch points with people to convert them because that's the way us Aussies are built is we're not quite as trusting. So if, if you're an Australian listener, that's a really important takeaway to think about, If you, particularly if you've got an Australian audience or like if you're location-based and you don't, you know, you can't be international, <laughs> your audience are going to be Australians that live in Australia that, you know, it helps you be the purple cow, helps you, st- I love that analogy, helps you stand out, helps you connect with people more, that it's not just for service-based, particularly product and service-based can use it. It's not just about posting pictures of yourself. It's infusing yourself into your complete client journey from acquisition to follow-up to conversion and client care. Like there's so many places that you can put it in there. And it's, you know, it can be just as simple as, you know, and if, if your your marketing system or ecosystem isn't that diverse yet and you've just got your Facebook and Instagram pages is being personalized with your reply comments or your DMs and, you know, taking that little bit of extra time to do that. Obviously, as your ecosystem gets more diverse then you need to think about how you're going to manage that ongoing. But for a lot of people getting started, they have the time to do it. So why mm-hmm. not invest it? Because it's going to have a much better, uh, you know, results long term. Mm-hmm. 100%. Again, the choice is yours. I hear yeah. so many people whinge and moan and whinge and moan. And I'm like, every day as a business owner, you get to wake up and you get to choose what you do. And again, choose wisely because there's others out there who are uh, doing what they need to do to create those connections. And uh, yeah, you, you don't want to not be the purple cow. Yeah, for sure. And I think sometimes too that we forget how lucky we are that we can do this from our phone. And to be grateful that we can build a connection and build a relationship with someone from something we can hold in our hand. Whereas years ago, 20 years ago, you had to physically either go get in your car, go see someone or pick up the phone, 
you know, there wasn't any other way to connect with people. We didn't have email or use it, you know, particularly in Australia. We're a little bit behind technologically. We were talking about that before too, is that we do have the ability to build these connections from a device that we hold in our hand and to be grateful for that. And if that's something we can do and just take that little bit of extra time to move our relationships with our potential clients and clients forward, there's massive benefits for that. 100%. What, like there's really no excuse, Right. No. It's just about people prioritizing and stop listening to like, again, take what you need from some of the bigger gurus, right? But remember some of those gurus did this in a time when they, human to they, they, I genuinely believe like the Gary V's and all that started out using human to human immensely. All right. In their overall strategy. Once you get so big, you know, a lot of people yeah, may or may no longer continue, but I still have continued and it is continuing to pay off, right? Don't forget where you start. And again, you don't have to think about like all what these gurus are telling you to do, right? Go back to the basics and the basics regardless is human kindness and treating people like humans, regardless. Add value first and every, I'm telling you guys, it will pay off. Yeah. Cause you know, a hundred percent of our, our clients are humans. Yep. Well, yeah, literally <laughs> legit. Most yeah. recent studies have shown they are yeah. humans, people. All right. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, don't forget that when you're again, and I know it's easy to say, but you know, I've always, you know, try and infuse this. So even when I starting out, you know, and you're trying to know where your next dollar is coming from. Again, if you understand really your own core values and your core beliefs, human to human marketing will just, it's just there. It's not something you have to overly think about and add to, do you know I mean to your to-do list? You already have those characteristics. Yeah, for sure. So how can people get in contact with you? Where's the best place for them to find you if they want to connect with you more, Ange? Yeah, so the best place is just head directly to my website, angelahenderson.com.au. And from there, you can access our free resources, which is obviously our blog. We've also got our weekly podcast called the Business and Life Conversations Podcast. And obviously, you know, my group coaching programs, my one-to-one programs, and also you can join our Facebook group from over there. So yeah, the best place to head is to angelahenderson.com.au. Awesome. And all those links will definitely be on the show notes for you guys. And, you know, Angie's podcast is still, even though I've been in profit pillars for, you know, however long now, six months or so, even though it feels like more, I still listen to your podcast every week. Mm-hmm. Like I love Thank it. You for that. You know? <laughs> So you know. I can highly recommend jumping over and listening to Angie's podcast. It's no, well, thank you so much for that. You know, I know a lot of people actually say you've been my virtual mentor for the last, you know, six seven months and now I'm ready for you to be my paid mentor, right? So my paid business coach. So I always have a giggle, but no, I think it's important that, you know, always keep learning, you know, whoever that is from whoever you, you know, connect with the most, but yeah, I look forward to connecting with your audience whenever the time is right. Yep. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. And it's been great. Thanks and have an awesome day. You too. Thanks for listening to the social hub podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.